from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. CBS Sports Cover 3 Podcast. I was actually listening to Chip on my speakerphone. Um, on the drive down. Because my yeah. dad's Jetta doesn't have any sort of aux input. So, Chip, never question our friendship. I listened to you on a really crappy speaker on the way to Charlotte on Friday. I, I really uh, respect it, and I think that you got that you know authentic experience of uh, the multi-platform <laughs> excellent being able to uh, take it in right off the uh, right off the speakerphone. How do, was it? The locks pod? Uh, no, no, no. I, I actually caught uh, oh, Chip. Silly, yeah, t- silly Chip, Chip. Chip. Do you really think silly. I was? Do you really think I was listening to locks? Silly. Picks? Come on silly. now. Well, listen, absolutely listen, not. It was the, the it was the show earlier had... in the week. Where you and Bud <laughs> Elliott were making fun of what Dabo was going to do if they won the game tonight. Mm, yeah, that's uh, it's we might see it. We might we get might. to see we him saddle up, guess, put his arm around I, DJU, talk about the heart of a champion because mm. he already said he's down on the mat with a two count, right? Like that was the the clip that he's been given. He was like, "Our quarterback, he's down on the mat with the two count." which means that we've got to have him jumping back up and, and, and responding in a great way. Hulk up. That's right. It's the, uh, no, it's the Undertaker jumping out of a coffin. That's exactly what uh, we're going to see tonight for Clemson. Although the funny thing is there's been, and Chip Patterson, CBS Sports, is joining us, covered through podcast uh, here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. We're at the ACC kickoff. It's, un- it's unfortunate that today's game really is just setting up an orange bowl because I do feel that had both these teams come into the game with one loss apiece, it was going to be a playing game for the for the college football playoff with the Southern Cal loss. Now, I'm getting a lot of pushback on the Carolina perspective of it, but Chip, come on. I can't be too crazy, am I? If Carolina with one loss beats Clemson in an ACC championship game, given what happened with Southern Cal last night, you tell me that they don't jump into the four spot? Well, and also the it, NC State's been a team the committee liked all year. You're also yep. playing out the idea that North Carolina has beaten NC State. Then you're just following uh, an NC State win with a Clemson win. Maybe you do end up getting shut out depending on what happens in TCU, Kansas State. But if it's a one-loss conference champion, even North Carolina, going up against a, a two-loss team that is not a conference champion, it would it would make the committee twist and turn just a little bit, just enough to say that uh, I, I would entertain it as a possibility. Yeah, Chip Patterson, Cover Three is the podcast. Joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, I appreciate him taking some time away from this TCU K State game. And Chip, I think the Heels can actually win tonight. And I, I'm looking at the Wake Forest template. I'm looking at what South Carolina was able to do against Clemson. I know Drake May and. Josh Downs have been off the last two games, but give me a give me a pass for the Tar Heels to win tonight. Uh, it's got to be picking on this Clemson secondary, which has been uh, bad for most of the season. And I even think that defensively, while the talent is awesome, some of that talent has been underperforming. I, I think it was on a West day where West Durham talking with y'all started to, you know, really shine the spotlight on this. Like, man, this Clemson defense is, is not everything that it's cracked up to be. And you start to go back through and you start to realize that some of these players who we do believe are probably going to be in the NFL draft one day, they're not seeing as many snaps because Dabo and the defensive staff are disappointed with some of the performance. They start to break down that tape and they realize that, you know, they are getting pushed around at the point of attack. They are not able to get to the quarterback as much as possible. And so if 
you have a situation where North Carolina's offensive line is going to be able to establish a little bit of an edge and play with a little bit of nasty, something they have not done well no, uh, or not no. done a lot this season, then you really start to get some balance. I do think it's a losing proposition to just ask Drake May to play hero ball and hope that you win those yeah. one-on-one battles against Clemson's underperforming secondary, but that is an underperforming secondary, and that's the path for North Carolina to be able to get out there. And on the other side, you know, this is a Clemson offense that has been just, like, downright bad. The wide receivers have not been good. DJ used back to making his old mistakes. Um, right. It, it's it, There's definitely a path. It's probably high scoring, and it's probably uh, involves Drake May having a much, much, much better performance than what we've seen the last two times out. Chip Patterson, CBS Sports Cover 3 Podcast, joining us here on the OG. Yeah, you're hearing us on a Saturday ahead of the ACC Championship between Clemson and North Carolina. To, to, to blow it up to the national picture and what happened with Southern Cal last night. Yeah, this jerk face was rooting against me last night. I wanted night. chaos. Yeah. I wanted chaos, Chip, and we got chaos. And now what's going to happen, because this happened with Alabama, what, five years ago or whatever it was, it's entirely likely that Ohio State, having done nothing, looking bad against Michigan, is going to backdoor their way into the college football playoff, which, you know, it's funny. People... People scream about the sanctity of the regular season. It's supposed to mean something and all this other stuff. But as we as we are now putting a wrap on the four-team concept of the college football playoff, can we not just finally admit that four teams never made sense at all, given all of the ramifications that we're seeing with Ohio State or what we saw with Alabama uh, four years ago, five years ago, or what it took for a team like Cincinnati to even have a chance? to get in the college football playoffs four was this never a good idea see i understood where they were coming from in terms of selling drama because the entire proposition of we have five power conferences and yeah. four spots creates drama i mean that was like sure. the very first like branding of it it's like who's in but the real operative question was like who's getting left out but then we started to get multiple teams from conferences starting to pop in. So now multiple conferences are all being left out. Uh, then you start to see the, the same teams showing up year in and year out. And I think that the, the most disingenuous line that is being sold about college football playoff expansion is that for some reason uh, fans check out in, in November. And I don't believe that at all. No. I no. think that expanding the playoff is not going to you know change the level of interest of a a fan who's a little bit disappointed about what's going to end up being a seven and five or eight and four type season because you start to get down into those games in conference play and the reason why you're fired up for that game is because it, it's against someone who also has uh, an alumni that lives on your street and man yeah. you do not want to hear them talk like the passion yeah. of a true college football fan they care about their team all the way to the finish line and i just don't think that this whatever that model is they're like we've run the model in previous years and we would have 35 percent more games <laughs> with playoff implications and everybody kept like gobbling it up the expansion is only happening for greed the expansion is only happening so yeah. you can make more money out of this uh system that is college football and i just feel like the the sport is being run by a tv exec so i don't know I've, I've, I've i'm done pushing back on it i shrug my shoulders it'll be good for me like it will be good for for business as they say oh yeah but I'm, more I'm not, content, uh, Chip. I'm not super excited. More, I know. Back in the minds, Chip. Time for more well, content. Back in there. And it's ruining our Christmas. And I saw that we might even have a title game on January 20th. I am Whew. exhausted at the end of a college football season. 
And we want more? Come on. Chip Patterson, CBS, Cover 3 is the podcast. Uh, it's Brian Kelly and my family. My family. I have a shot tonight against them dogs. No, I don't think so. Not if uh, not if Jaden Daniels is in a walking boot right now. I mean, your only hope because this LSU's got like two young, inexperienced tackles that they're putting out there. I think that the Georgia defense, which started out just being like awesome, but a little bit more vanilla, is starting to get a little bit more comfortable within the system after the defensive coordinator change. I think that one area where LSU could keep it close is the fact that they've got some really good wide receivers and they can win those one-on-one battles. Like, you know, the old Kirby-Nick idea is that we are just going to put our corners out there on an island and we're going to trust them to be dudes. So if you do have the difference maker wide receiver, it that is one way that you can move the ball down the field. I mean, that's how T. Higgins was able to move the ball down the field. Mike Williams, you know, all the way back to the old South Carolina upset of Alabama. It was Alshon Jeffrey more than Steven Garcia than it was responsible for that win. And I think that LSU has some absolute dudes at the wide receiver position. But if they can't block for long enough, if Jane Daniels can't use his mobility, and again, that offensive line I think is a real liability, it's it's not going to look great. The only question is how sharp does Georgia's offense look and does it even matter? Um, because at times they've kind of played with their food a little bit. Stetson Bennett has made some mistakes. So, and look, I, I don't know if y'all watched any of Harold Perkins, the freshman linebacker for LSU. That dude is phenomenal. I think he could have a big game and LSU's defense is good, but it's on the other side. No chance. It's, it's really just more a matter of whether Georgia turns this into a route or whether uh, they, they make it a little sweaty for all the fans there in Atlanta. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, Cover 3 Podcast, joining us here on the OG. So we got a championship game tonight between Clemson and North Carolina at Bank of America Stadium. And then the Mayo Bowl will be here at Bank of America Stadium. And it looks, it looks, like, it looks like NC State's going to be here. Would you rather see, as Jillio likes to put it, the Sickos Committee Bowl between Iowa and NC State? with those dynamic offenses going at it, or the Debbie Yao Bowl against Maryland? Oh, Maryland. Uh, uh, absolutely. Yes. Because yes. then it also, like, stylistically, it also is going to make it force NC State's hand just a little bit. Because Talia Tugabailoa and those Maryland wide receivers, they can sling the pill around a little bit, and they can run it up, and they can start to present that problem for NC State where it's like, oh, crap, we've got to go and score. Now, Maryland's yeah. defense isn't fantastic, but I would rather see um, the clash of styles, the oil and water, not to mention all of the uh, wonderful connections between NC State oh, and Maryland. Um, I was going to say, like, as, as I've been joking with Gilio, if, if Philip Rivers wants to come to this game, you tell him no. Because of the Maryland <laughs> memories? Nope. Philip, sorry, maybe next game. But no, nope. we'll get you there is, for the season opener. Wolfpack ain't for soft people, Phil. You know this. Is there a Just chance saying. that NC State might go to Jacksonville now? So I was hearing no. that, like, okay. No. no. All right. So the no, USC Notre Dame, lost. Notre Dame's USC back lost, in the mix here. Yeah, you yeah, Remember, yeah. the uh, Tampa game is not open now because right. of the Big Ten loss. All right, so, Chip, we'll close on this. What What is tomorrow and Monday going to look like in the transfer portal? Well, something's going to happen that I do want to tell fans to – Keep in mind, because more players are going to enter the transfer portal than are even going to transfer. And that yeah. while a majority of the 
players are probably entering the transfer portal with every intention of transferring, they're also going back to the negotiation table at their own place yep. where they're playing. You know, they being in the transfer portal just means that you've got that legal contact with all these other schools and, you know, you yeah. start to figure out what your market value is and then you go back home and you say, well, look, this is what the market value is. Are, are we going to match that or am I going to take it elsewhere? And so a lot of names are going into the transfer portal. Some may come back. Alabama's yeah. already had former blue chip prospects enter the transfer portal and go back. And I was like, oh, he signed a new deal. Okay. Good. <laughs> you know, like, so, you know, this, be ready, fans, because a lot of yeah. names are going to go into the portal. And when those do, that's when it's on your coach, your, the NIL collective around your program. Yeah. Like that's, that's when it's on them to be able to match whatever the market value is. Uh, it is going to be. Uh, it is it is going to be nuts. 24-7 Sports is doing a wall-to-wall uh, show on Monday just covering, yeah. you know, all the ins and outs of what this. Is I, what is this? I think T- are, you guys T- are you guys TSN on a freaking hockey trade deadline? Yeah, I mean, that is essentially what, well, that's what it's going to be, right? Going to be, is that it's going to turn into uh, wild free agency. Everything is open up. And I don't um, – I do not envy college football coaches. They are well compensated for a reason, but they are yeah. currently trying to uh, you know, recruit their own roster and round out the early signing period because we're now back in the open contact before that December 21st signing period. And you're trying yeah. to do it all at once with all of the uncertainty in the world. Um, it's, it's a busy time. So my question is what, uh, we'll close on this as we got people just rolling up. Like, are you on TV? I love, I love people when a camera's around. Who has anybody thought about the construction workers, the designers of smoothie bars and sleep pods? Because that money's got to go to the players now, Chip. You know what? What happens to all the laser light show and the fountain makers? The slide and the slide. What happens? What happens to the indoor putt putt design? Designers, what how, happens? How Jim? quickly can you melt down that slide <laughs> and sell I, it on the on the black market? It's for, completely it's completely different. NIL. Right. Doesn't it feel like we have seen a little bit less? Like ever since the pandemic, whenever we've got new locker room upgrades, we're not yep. getting the same hype videos for them. We're not looking at the touch screens on the locker and the laser light shows. The, I'll tell you oh, where man. that money is being invested. It's being invested in like um I don't know what the what the kids are using these days, but it's like Flash. There's being like in all the editing software in like your whole yes. suite yes. that you're putting together, so that you can uh, be able to when you bring the recruits in, send them through the photo shoot. Uh, you know, Brian the, Kelly gets to do his little dance with the recruits. Uh, no, the day, yeah. the days of the days of a notes app announcing something. That's just that's poverty level at this point. Now nah, you need you need that distressed corners you know, some sort of gradient fade of the mm-hmm. stadium in the background while you're making your announcement that you're entering the transfer portal. That's what you need now. Chip Patterson, CBS Sports, Cover 3 Podcast. Hey, man, we appreciate it. Get back to watching football. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Y'all be well. Do I do I see more chaos, Chilio? We do. do is, is Kansas State up on TCU? K-State, 14-7 lead right now. Hey. On the hypno-toad. Here we go. I'm... I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. 
A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. This is just a reminder that we can do all the best laid plans and the scenarios are going to be completely different when it's all said and done. And all, all this morning, Alabama, life, right, 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 finds a way. Right. So like all this morning, people have been freaking out about what happened in Southern Cal. Like, oh, what does this mean? Oh, no, Ohio State's going to back in. Oh, no, no, no. And Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, is trying to talk up, hey, no, Alabama deserves a conversation too. Like, eh, not really. Tennessee deserves a conversation. Well, I would think Tennessee actually has a better conversation than Alabama right down to a head-to-head. And that's my question. Can you explain to me, let's say TCU loses and the, and the college football playoff committee decides to boot Southern Cal because they lost last night and they decide to boot TCU as a one-loss team because they lose in the conference championship game. Ohio State, I get. One loss Give them a rematch opportunity against Michigan. We've seen this before back in the BCS era. We've seen it in the college football playoff. Get that part. But I need somebody to explain to me why Alabama deserves an opportunity over Tennessee when we're talking about resume. Well, they don't have a better resume. They don't have the head-to-head decision. They don't really have anything outside the league. They did beat Texas, but Texas, I believe, is 8-4. Yeah. Um, it would purely be because Hen and Hooker is hurt. And Tennessee is not at full strength. Yeah. That would be that. And they're, quite frankly, they're Alabama. You know, I mean, <laughs> it, that's what it comes down to. Now, I will say this for the committee. I have been railing on them all year because they've been reluctant to move two lost teams over one lost teams. They've been reluctant to move one lost teams over unbeaten teams. So if TCU ends up losing today, will they hold form and keep TCU ahead of that? One, uh, two loss Alabama. That that will be interesting to see. To your point, Alabama didn't beat LSU. They didn't play Georgia. They didn't beat Tennessee. So they don't really have anything on their resume yeah. other than a win over Texas or Mississippi State. If you're really that jazzed, um, there's not a lot there. They're not that impressive of a team either. To be perfectly honest with you, nope. It it would be interesting to me to see TCU. Stay in. I think they should stay and play Michigan because I don't want to see Michigan Ohio State. I do. I would like to see Ohio State become the number four seed and play and get healthy Mm -hmm. and then play Georgia. I think Ohio State's the only team that has a chance to beat Georgia because Michigan's going to try to beat Georgia at their own game and it won't work. The hammer. You know, we've seen this in the Final Four. Oh, I'm going to go run with Carolina. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. Um, you don't want to, you know, play Georgia's game. You're not going to beat Georgia at their own yeah. game, which is what Michigan is is forced to do. It's the OG alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ovius. We're at ACC Fan Fest. It's built by Mungo Homes. Now, the, the the bull scenario for the ACC is pretty cut and dry at this point. What's happening right now between North Carolina and Clemson, or what will happen tonight between North Carolina and Clemson, is for the Orange Bowl. The question is, who are they going to play? Uh, right now, it seems like it's going to be Tennessee in the Orange Bowl. But there's always a Notre Dame factor, is there not? <laughs> Notre, Dame, yeah. Notre Dame comes in and, and tends to muck things up for things just below the Orange Bowl. So gonna, please, please explain to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm going to try to streamline this for you. Please do. Notre Dame, in part of their fifth-eighths pregnant agreement with the ACC, yeah. gets to participate in the ACC's bowl selection order. That's why they're on that pennant. When they're bought. not in the playoff and when they're not in the New Year's six order. Now, 
Notre Dame can play in the Orange Bowl against an ACC team, but they cannot take the AC spot in the Orange Bowl. That's the only spot that Notre Dame can't take. Yeah. The number one choice after the Orange Bowl for ACC teams is the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando. Mm -hmm. With USC's loss last night, Notre Dame would now end up in Orlando. Okay. Because they're not going to take Clemson. They have them every year. They had them last year. Right. They're not going to take Carolina over Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. right? Because, again, it's Notre Dame, and I I do think Carolina is attractive, but but I also know it's it's, not so over Notre Dame. You also have a head-to-head result between Notre Dame and Carolina. Yes. Yes. Next, there's a there's a tier after that. The Jacksonville game, the Gator Bowl. They every chance they can get Florida State, they're going to take Florida State. Also, Florida State's pretty good, turns out. Mm-hmm. That leaves Belk, Pinstripe, and Holiday. Pinstripe usually tries to take from the team from the Northeast. Fine. Holiday is the one out in San Diego that State was supposed to play in last year, but UCLA canceled on them. State hasn't been here in Charlotte, right? So you're not going to take Clemson and Carolina to come back for a bowl game. Quite frankly, it's been a little bit underwhelming, you know, these, these last two days between Clemson and Carolina it has fans. Been, yes. So you're not going to ask their those fan bases to come back to that to this game. Yeah. So that mean that means state's going to be here. And the loser of this game, I, I think, ends up in the holiday bowl. Even if it's Clemson. Well, here's to hoping the holiday bowl actually happens. Well, I don't think there's been a cancellation due to COVID this year. Yeah. Never say never. So we'll see if Iowa or, Mer- or Merlin end up uh, <laughs> coming say- down with COVID against the Wolves this year. Never say never, y'all. Never say never. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists. Talented surgeons. Highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.